Hey Coconuts, welcome to another weekly Thursday market update where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. This week, three stories, well maybe two stories and one news as we will. So we're going to start off with CrowdStrike earnings. Right, they've had uh, some decent numbers coming through. As Anthony says, still lots of cash. <laughs> uh, second story, NVIDIA earnings. We touched on it very, very slightly last week. But we wanted to bring down the numbers and a little bit of competition for you. And last but not least, the Apple launches a new mixed reality headset. We had to break that down, really see if there's anything to be worried about. It really is a non-event. So stay tuned for that. We can't wait for you to watch this one and listen to this one. Let's get to it. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to another weekly episode with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. It's the first week of June. All right. We're nearly halfway to the year. Yes, yes, yes. It's just the two of us today, Coconuts. So, yeah, but, but please keep listening. Thank you very much. Otherwise, I'll be yeah. very upset. <laughs> yeah, I think we both will be. You know, you've heard us over and over again. Hopefully, you know, some. I think I had a friend that said, I listened to you sleep. I was like, oh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for can, listening. Can you repeat one so that he, I just get my listener count up? Yes, I was like, "Wow, thank you." Uh, hopefully, I'm at least at least I'm adding value to your life. So, really, that's mm. that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what we are looking forward to at, at a high enough um, level, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but for you, coconuts, actually listening to us on the train or or anywhere else, thanks again. Um, and as usual, we have three topics this week. We're gonna cover CrowdStrike. We're gonna touch on Nvidia as well. We touched a little bit last week, actually, but we're just gonna go into the numbers this time. And last but not least, I think it was just a couple of days ago, Apple launched a new mixed reality headset. And boy, oh boy, are we going to talk about that. Tim Cook is um, finally doing something. Besides you know, <laughs> wow. getting a better supply chain and trying to move Apple <laughs> out of China. Transitioning, finally moving from COO to CEO, right? In actual invention. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Not, yeah, yeah, now to see whether the invention actually works in our lot. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we'll save that for the end. Anthony, take us through CrowdStrike. Yeah, CrowdStrike. Um, I think I think it's one of those companies that, well, I like. So, so we end up covering their earnings yes, every quarter, do. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, just because it helps me on research process and, and all that. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm doing this anyway, might as well, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, CrowdStrike, what, what can we say? Um, I thought the price action was really interesting. So when they first announced the earnings... I hmm. think that on, on some headline figures, it was a miss. And so the algo started selling off and, you know, there, there was a bit of reflexivity and they actually went down 10%, you know, after hours. I was like, ah, oh, this is great. You know, another 10% more and hmm. maybe I can start buying. Then the, yep. then when they actually opened it, it recovered most of that 10%. I was a bit pissed off. I was like, come on, I you know, know. Um, and, and we, we can talk a bit about valuation. Later, but I was like, ah, damn, this is a waste. Nearly a buying opportunity, right? Um, <laughs> But yeah, the the numbers themselves, I think they did it really well. Um, so they beat on most estimates, right? Revenue was up forty two percent year on year. EPS was oh up. wow okay yeah st- still up forty two percent right and at what two billion ARR or more than two billion mm-hmm. ARR now, so so fantastic. Um, EPS also beat expectations. They are still not really profitable on, on a gap basis uh, because of stock based comp, but but they're getting there. And you know, but you know, they're spinning off free cash flow. Their free cash flow margin is like 30 odd percent. 
and it's more than stock-based comp, right? So there, there is okay. real cash flow in this company. They are really looking at a lot less dilution. So the target is to dilute less than 2% this year. And they are well on track for that. So, you know. So they're reducing the stock-based comp as, as the years go on, lah. Yes, or I what, think what's what partially they, they are reducing um, and partially they are just buying back shares, right? So so they have too much. Mm. So so they are recognizing stock-based comp as, you know, a cash expense. I think that, that's pretty much about it. Got it. Um, still still strong company, free cash flowing, um, still a lot of cash. I think they have like 2.9 billion in cash and cash equivalents. Debt is like 700 million. So net cash okay. position is great. Right. Mm. Um. So that's current. Yeah. That's yeah. So that's current performance. Um. Expectations wise, I think they they raise their revenue guide again. Um. So so I think last quarter they they set out like okay. a 33 percent, um, revenue growth for the year. Um. They said yeah we are we are probably gonna hit about thirty five percent. So you know they they increase their targets for themselves. So hopefully they they do another beat in in a few months, and yeah I think you know. I don't quite know why the algos sort of like everything looks really positive. At least not okay. It's not positive, mm. but it's not negative, right? They are not missing anything. They are not adjusting for anything. You know, it it all seems quite legit and performing as a company yeah. should. I I guess one one question I have for you, Anthony, on this is I mean, CrowdStrike uh is the you know cybersecurity so on and so forth, but they have quite a lot of AI or machine lang- uh, learning going on in their in their platforms in their softwares, right? I mean, it has been yep. for quite a while. Do you think, you know, has, has opening AI, has Microsoft's add into this AI or push towards this AI ML field, um, taking away some sort of market share from, from CrowdStrike? But what are your thoughts there? Because for me, um, looking at it, all, now with this massive hype on AI, this massive yeah. hype on ML. Okay, honestly, this massive hype on ChatGPT, right? Yeah. Um, how, how do you see this playing out with, with its competitors? Yeah, Microsoft, so I, I mean, to me, the, the hype around ChatGPT and um, Microsoft and all that is, is really a hype around LLMs, right? You know, I mean, mm. AI, ML, they have been around for a decade plus. You know, it, Don- it's, donkey it's, years, yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's not a new concept, you know, and, and they have been applied in, in a lot of situations um, throughout the, the, the past decade. So, you know, I, I mean... I don't think LLMs themselves are a threat. You know, I think historically, I mean, you think back to CrowdStrike three, four years ago, what was their value proposition, right? It was that, you know, mm. it's automated threat detection. So I don't need, it's essentially run, it's in the background in a system, something pops up, you know, and that's based on my experience with other companies and, and in other threat networks and all that. And then I can detect that and, and send you an alert, right? That is mm. in a form um, AI, especially where it's predictive, right? And and th- then that was quite a big departure from how your traditional, you know, um, antivirus where you have to actually like kick scan and, and all that, right? So so that was actually the, the differentiator for, you know, CrowdStrike. They have been using AI type work in in throughout, you know, the, like it's the genesis of the product, right? So, so that's that. I think where the new, you know, push is coming from, is and and I mean not, nowadays if you are a, a CEO and you go on your earnings call and you don't say AI, you should be shot, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like literally, yeah, you just, your you your call use, you, you need to go AI, 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 AI. <laughs> like every five words this will be AI and then stock price go up, you know. So yes. so I think one so so obviously they have to say something about AI, um mm. and I think where they are going with this is two things. 
one is you know with the rise of LLMs and and all that they can help create something, right? They are they are trying to they are going to try to use that to help worker productivity, and, and to help um their their custom their customers productivity, right? Because then you know it's not only about threat detection; it's also about you know um suggested actions, putting steps in place, and all that to kind of mitigate the threat, and that mm. is something that. You know, with the natural language ability of LLMs or that they can try to do. So that's one. Two is, I think you know they they are trying to do more with the big cloud providers, um, except Microsoft. So AWS and Google, right? They are, they are going to build more applications on on specifically for for those um layers, uh, sorry for those vendors, and that you know it's it's meant to be more ai based and all that so you don't actually even so let's say you you are hosting your data on the public cloud of amazon you don't actually yeah. have to install a falcon client on your personal device right you you can put oh. it on the network right and, and that is threat detection there so i think that is where you know they are trying to expand their, their it's it's actually a new uh-huh. product right it's a new product suite um, rather than is. doing just endpoint detection so i think that that's where they are trying to use ai um, I mean, how much of this is a departure from their actual current business? It, it's not, right? Mm. Like w- without ChatGPT, without LLMs, they would probably still have done eighty percent of these things. Yeah, you know. But of course, now everybody wants to be an AI company, so everybody has to go and say AI, 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 and and watch their mm. price go up. Or in this case, not fall too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I think that's that's completely fair. Um, I think for me. It's it's still for me. CrowdStrike is is something a bit different to this this AI ML or Chat GPT. But I, yeah. I've seen a few articles, at least you know, researching for this um, chat, Anthony, that they have somehow combined it. But I think it's probably the fact that CrowdStrike is leaning away from Azure and leaning away from Microsoft and really looking at the other competitors as well. Yeah, I mean that um, that's a purely strategic de- decision, right? Because mm. the the main competitor they have is Azure Sentinel. Of course. Right? So, course. you know, why would you want to be on Azure and, and let Azure, Azure kind of steal a lunch? And, you know, Microsoft yeah. are doing whatever they do best. Like, oh, don't worry, I package it for you, right? You buy Azure, I, for you. I will give you Sentinel um, <laughs> at a very, very cheap price. You know, don't don't even bother crying CrowdStrike, right? I'll bundle it for uh, you. That's how they killed Slack. You know, that, that's how they killed a lot of other people. Um, so... Mm. I mean, this is, is the Bill Gates mantra, right? Running from don't know how many years ago already. So. Yeah, it's just like bundling and packaging. And then, you know, after a while, they unbundle again. Um, but, yeah. and it's working, you know? And I mean, some people say that Azure Sentinel isn't a good product, but lots of people still use it, right? Just like how lots of people still use Teams, just because it's free yes. or it's cheap, you know, you, you just buy yes, it all. Yes, yes, You're talking about yourself here. I know. Yes. I can feel the pain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, but coming back down, right? So right now, what is your pizza, what's your price to sell to CrowdStrike? 15, 16? 15, 15, 16, about 15. that. Um, so, about you know, it. by 2021 standards, not high. But I think by 2023 yeah, standards, that one... kind of expensive. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say, right? 15, 16, you compare to the good old days where everything you touch turns to gold is, well, I think that one hit 30, right? If yeah. I'm not mistaken, CrowdStrike. Or, or like 40 or some nonsense oh, yeah. exactly. number like that. And people but are going cheap, for... cheap, 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 can buy. Yeah. <laughs> And and now for um you know for for twenty twenty three and what's impending doom as we call it in twenty twenty three, sixteen is quite high even for tech even with this rally that we're seeing. It is, it is. Um, and I mean, I think there's two sides to the story, right? One is is it expensive? Sure, it is. Um, but two mm. is you know is it a good company? I think so. 
right? Is it, does it have a big time? Yes. Is it mature? Does it have good management and all that? I think that the answers to all that are, are pretty much yeah, yeah. quite unevocably yes. So, you know, you, you pay up a bit for quality. That, that's okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and the question I have here is then what's the hold, right? Because obviously your timeline, even if it drops or it goes back up, that's fine because you know it's a good company. It's going to grow. So if you are looking to invest in this or put more money into it, what, what do you expect the, the timeline to be? I mean, honestly, if I had spare cash, I might not be putting money into CrowdStrike. Like, I think it, it becomes a question of opportunity cost, right? So, you know, it's a great company. They'll probably compound for like the next decade. You know, they are early in their market. They are, they are still expanding. They have great margins and all that. Mm. Sure. But, you know, is there no other, at this price, right? How much better do they have to execute to get to where they need to be to justify valuation, right? Because you, you want exactly. like a high price to sales is, is only justifiable because you're going to spend, you're going to grow our revenue so much that even if the mm. price re- remains the same or, or goes a bit up, your, your price to ratios ends up being a lot more normal looking like six or seven, right? So, so essentially your sales needs to double yeah. you know, um, to, to, to get yeah. to that level. And at 30% plus growth rates, that takes two, three years. So at the very, so assuming that it matures to plan, you are, by buying now, you're kind of saying that you are expecting 30 odd percent growth rates on revenue for two, three years um, before mm. you get to a decent valuation. And remember, at that time, you are still not making money. It's the same price, you know? Yeah. So I, I think you kind of say, oh yeah, then it's the expectation it will grow more um, within the two, three years because there's a bigger tailwind. It's ex- like, that's the base case, right? 30 plus, two, three years, that's how you get to this price. Yeah, is it going to grow more? Um, is there going to be more growth in future that, you know, can justify the price a bit more, I think then that becomes mm. the, the judgment call. So, you know, going back to the original question, I think it, it's at least a two, three year thing where you can justify this sort of pricing. And even then, you know, I mean, markets are volatile. They go up and down, right? Um, no no reason to say why it won't have a hit a bump in the road sometime down the line, right? It becomes a good yeah, opportunity. Fair enough. I do realize my question was a little bit loaded asking you to look at the uh, Magic 8-Ball. Uh. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Um, predictions are fools, Aaron. Right, so I'll just be the fool yeah. and get it wrong. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, we have been doing our predictions here and there, Anthony. Right? Yeah, and they've been uh, good, right? every, I mean, every week. Look yeah, at exactly. Nvidia. So that's why. <laughs> look at Nvidia. I mean, uh, sorry, just, just to plug the, the course that we are going to run. Right? Look at Nvidia. We have been talking mm. about that for the last six nine months, at least. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've been comparing it with Intel, don't know how many times, every quarter, <laughs> I think. <laughs> and on that front, I think it'll be great to talk about NVIDIA. Now, we covered it a little bit, um, but we want to go a bit into the numbers. Yeah, so I'll just go straight to the numbers um, for NVIDIA, right? Because it, it's kind of old news now, so so let's just go through them quickly. Mm. You know, I think mm. revenue, they, they beat a bit. Um, that That's okay. I think where it really led to that huge gap up was their projection for the next quarter, right? And and that was essentially a revision upwards from a, a estimated $7 billion to $11 billion, right? So it was a 60% increase. In, in just the expected revenue for next quarter. Um, and this okay. was supposed to be largely driven by the data center portion, which meant that they are expecting a 100% increase in, in sales in data center compared to Q1, right? Oh, <laughs> so, wow. so Q1 wow. to Q2, 100% growth, right? Data centers. Um, so, I mean, and so, so with that backdrop, right? You kind of go, yeah, maybe 25% up 
makes a bit of sense. You know, um, it, it's it's going to become their their largest um contributor revenue. It it's a good margin product. You know, they are not discounting to to a win market share. In fact, it really seems like they are the monopoly and and they are the only game in town. At least for most people who want to buy GPUs. I mean, I'm sure Apple has you know their own GPUs um and all that, mm-hmm. but they all still buy from Nvidia anyway, right? So. That yeah. competition might be coming, but you know there's still a lot of questions around whether other people who are not the mega tech can access the 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 competitive chips. So it seems like for the short term, you know, one or two years, Nvidia has a bit of a lock on the market, right? And you know, and and I think some smart elect try to push a bit harder and say, oh yeah, you know, second quarter is great. And I mean, I, I that's a question I had, right? You you grow you grow hundred percent in the second quarter. Obviously, that's not going to continue for the rest of the year. And even if that continues, that's not going yes. to happen for the next year, right? We can't grow 2x quarter on quarter, right? That's crazy. But we still expect second half to be better than first half. So, you know, even if it maintains or there's a slight drop from the second quarter, um, just based on their committed sales, it seems like there's a very strong pipeline in the second half already. So, you know, I think that this is... Fantastic. The the hundred percent growth. Tell me again. Um, is the fact of the uh their new chips, the new AI focused chips that they focused on. I mean, uh, was that was that right? Or it's not new. New. I think we we covered it six nine months ago. We were talking about the the H one hundred and the A one hundred, where where they had kind of new architecture, and we were making a point yeah. that this was a new product that pretty much nobody else had and nobody else could compete with, right? And mm. and that yeah, that was just a new. And are seeing demand now, and yeah, they they are seeing demand now. Um, where are these competitors around now? In terms of you know, nine months later, are there smaller companies running something like this with a better valuation? Maybe even listed companies, bigger companies, uh, looking to compete in the space. If you are a third party that wants to do LLMs, that wants to you know that that's pretty much a startup. You you can't go to the you can't really at this stage go to these companies mm-hmm. and, and buy their chips or buy compute, you know you you kind of have to still go to Nvidia. So you know there there isn't really a reseller that that competes with them, right? Maybe, maybe that's the okay. way to put it. Um, and you you kind of see you know Nvidia kind of preempting the competition, right? By and and we laughed at this a few months back as well by going the AI as a service. You know you can rent compute <laughs> and and all, all that kind of bullshit. Uh, you know, so so uh, to me, those are moves to preempt the competition, right? Because you can see AWS or Google Cloud or Azure coming out and say, "Yeah, you know what? We have, we have our data centers. We have tuned yeah. our chips to those data centers. You know, let us let, we will run your compute for you, and and we'll run your LLM mods for you, and you know, you you just come and be an Azure customer, right? And, and pay me that that amount. Yeah. So you you can see that happening, and I think that that's where Nvidia wants to kind of chop off. The, or at least compete in that space as well, so so that they don't get mm. left behind and you know be be stuck beholden to all these big tech companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, I guess I'm just giving uh, finding out more information as well for for coconuts out there to really see the market as it is, uh, yeah. especially for Nvidia. Um, so in in your case, then if there's nothing stopping Nvidia from keeping this going, why not put money in it? I mean, I'm okay. So you know. In the short term, meaning nine months to a year, probably nothing, right? In the longer term, I think there are real risks, right? So, so one is, mm. you know, even with this AI boom with LLMs, there, there really isn't a business 
model for LLM companies yet. How will they monetize and, and all that? I think that's going to be the issue. And if it's going to be a, a profitable enough market to afford all this compute, right? Because running all these you know, queries, buying all these chips and all that are, are really expensive endeavors. Yes. So I think that yes. that's one immediate risk. Two is, you know, sure, NVIDIA is still kind of selling to all the mega tech companies and, and building all their data centers. Um, are those going to ramp up quickly enough to kind of not use NVIDIA in, in, a, in a year, in two or three years and, and cut them out of the supply chain? Nobody knows, mm. right? And, and I think they are secretive enough that I, I can't make a proper assessment and I don't think anybody can make a proper assessment of whether yeah. it's doable. Yeah. I'm sure there's some software mode with CUDA and all that for NVIDIA, but, you know, again, is, does that really last? If everybody, if the if the mega tech companies can just wrap it all up within their wrapper, do you really need that? And I think that that's a different question. Three yeah. is. I mean, would know, they would they even want to wrap it within their wrapper? I mean, Microsoft yeah. obviously, Google maybe, but the rest, right? So yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's just the mega tech companies, right? That that have the ability to do that. Exactly. And if you're Nvidia, you know, and that's your competition, that that is scary competition, right? Because they have lots of money to try the problem. Yeah. Um, three is we don't know what's going to happen in China. Right, a lot of Nvidia mm. chips, not the leading edge ones. So I think the the H one hundred and the hop, the whole Hopper architecture is banned, but they right. are still selling quite a bit of chips of the A series to China. To China. We, we don't know whether they will get sanctioned and blocked off because of the geopolitics, yeah. right? Um, they yeah. they are still really dependent on TSMC to fabricate the chips, right? And that, that is yeah. a bit of an existential risk for a lot of companies, right? If Taiwan gets invaded, the, the whole you know, chip supply chain kind of dies, then, then what happens there? <laughs> so, so yeah. you know, I mean, it's, I, think the, the, I think it's a bit like CrowdStrike, right? The company is well-run, uh, management's great, they've executed really well, they have great products, uh, market-leading products, and they're still growing. That, that's all fantastic. But and the value, then look at the valuation, right? And you go, well, that's expensive, and you want to pay up for expensive companies. That's fine, but there has to be a limit somewhere, mm. right? And I think that is the the problem. No, I think that's 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 a that's a good summary as well. I mean, I honestly believe they're not going. China is not going to just walk into Taiwan, lah. But uh, <laughs> prediction, but you know, um, awesome. Um, thanks for that. So, how buyer? Uh, if you have spec cash, don't know what to do with it, buy a bit. <laughs> awesome. Moving on to our third story. It is it is indeed Apple. Um, right. But I think it's more of a fun topic, really. Um, yeah, we, we've been talking about them the a bit more um, recently. Yeah. I, yeah. I've kind of got over my myself and going, I don't want to talk about Apple. Apple sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Please. But anyway, coming to the third topic. Wow, did they release finally a new product? We've been saying yes. this for how long? How long, Anthony? When was the last time they actually released some some product? Do you remember? A new um, one? I think last one was the AirPods, maybe? Mm. Like, either the AirPods or the watch or Well, AirPods in is a new thing in that there is no wire. Lah. Because yeah. if you were talking about the actual earpods, they've been around for ages. Yes. Yep. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the um headset? The mixed reality headset. Um, what is, I think, quite clear, even at this stage, is you know we look at the last two big launches, um, the watch or AirPods, AirPods. You know, to the extent it comes as a launch. It's not 
really a, a whole new it's a whole new product line but it's not a paradigm shift in terms of like computing and where you use um, compute and all of that right so mm. you know this to me feels a bit more like either the macbook or the iphone right where they are trying to come up with a new well essentially a new platform you know um where yeah. where people will you know try to use the product and i think part of their pitch for it is you know this is the first apple product where you're looking not at something but through something uh, so so you you still look at people you, know, you, don't, you don't just bury your head in your phones and you know um talk to the phone you actually can look at people and talk to them so so yeah you know it's 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 interesting in that sense i mean i just don't know whether and, and i mean it's it's quite quintessentially apple right it looks like an apple product um by all accounts it feels like an apple product you know that the color scheme and the, the slickness and all that are, are roughly right and in terms of the launch strategy it's also kind of like an apple product where the mm. first few iterations aren't really for consumers right they are for the diehard fanboys the early adopters and especially for the developers right where yes. the developers get to play around with it get comfortable with it and come up with use cases for the product you know so i mean apple has obviously thought of a few use cases like entertainment and all that but you know we don't actually know what the use case will be for this um until many many years down the line right it's like when you first got an iphone yeah. did you think that you would be using it for grab or uber yes you know exactly. so so yeah. i think if this is the same paradigm shift then we are at a very 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 early stages it is so effectively. It's build it and they will come, lah. <laughs> um, I mean, that, that that's kind of more the yeah. the meta approach, right? Um, they, yeah. with the quest and, and all that, they they are trying to yes. do something three D ish and and in VR mm. and they'll come. Um, Apple is doing a bit more of a different approach where it's AR slash VR. Which is also kind of the yeah. same as, as Meta. Actually, I right. believe Facebook is also doing that, right? And I saw some um, yeah. similarities between this and... Was it the Ray-Ban glasses that Meta is trying to pull out? Um, where you wear the glasses um, and from there you'll be able to see some information that just pops up. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, there is like rumor where you put on glasses, for example, and just like uh, you driving from point A to point B, you need uh, Google... Uh, maps or whatever, yeah. it's actually going to pop up in the camera or in the specs to tell you to turn left and turn right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the Meta um, glasses can can do that. I mean, not even the Ray-Ban ones, right? even the Oculus Quest can do that. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you, you just need to get um, the right app for it. Correct. And I think, you know, that's, that's a, a certain use case that I think Apple is trying to build on. For example, um, I see a use case for this with buying a new furniture in the house. Yeah. For yeah. example. Right. Um, perhaps even I think some of them said FaceTime because they can you can actually like put in and you can actually see them, but you're still doing your day to day while you're still talking with people. These are the early early case use cases that I see. Is it worth the price for me? No. <laughs> yeah. For developers definitely. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, like the, these are kind of in in a in the least insulting sense of the word stupid use cases. Right, because mm. I can FaceTime you. I mean, we we are recording this, you know, on the camera and all that, and I can do work on the side, you know. And that that's why I look to yes. the left and look to the right. I'm doing work, you know. Yes. So and, and well, I um, obviously everybody can use Google Maps and then drive at the same time, you know. How like, and 
is it really better that you get a screen overlay in front of you all the time? You know, I think that that is a bit of a... I mean, even if it's looked through, even if people can see like fake googly eyes to, to kind of represent your your eyes and, and, and <laughs> they can track your, your eyes there, you know, is, is that really the, the best use case? So you know, I think yeah. it's probably one of those cases where we are early in the tech that there's going to be a lot that needs to be um, improved on right? Whether it's the battery life and all that. And maybe, maybe, yeah. you know, this is more like the iPod than the iPhone, right? In, in the sense that, mm. you know, it, it's a new, it's a paradigm shift. It's something different. Um, again, they are late to market and, and you know, other, other people have been in front, but that, that's Apple, right? That, that's taken for granted. Um, and, and then as the technology improves and as things get better, you know, three to five years down the line, you actually see the product that they want to sell, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, if, if I had to guess, I would say this is, at this iteration, it's maybe more like that the iPod than the, the yeah. iPhone, right? I mean, obviously, they, they want to make I it a compute platform and all that, but that will take time. It will. And I think you're putting too much... Um emphasis on this being an iPod because I don't think it's the same. I think when when uh, Steve Jobs rev like revealed the iPod, that was honestly paradigm shifting. Yeah. I don't think anybody had the same effect when they revealed this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, right no, I, I mean, right. look, nowhere it, close. Yeah. If you look at some of the, the F websites, they, they are just all over this, right? Mm. And, sorry, um, Apple launched a product that is not ready for sale to next year. We are still in June. Yes. <laughs> We're in September. Yes. I so, haven't even brought that up. Yeah, exactly. It's next year. No one could try it. Right? I, and I, some, some journalists got like 30 minutes with it. Um, I, I've read a few articles. Um, quite, quite interesting. Right? Um, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, known problems with the meta headset. Right? Things like, mm. you know, dizziness if you use for, for too long. Uh, it feels very uncomfortable on the head. All of that. Right? Um, whether those are really resolved with the Apple headset. I think nobody has got a chance to try long enough to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I just think this is really interesting. Um, even if it's the next platform, you know, or rather even if mixed reality or what they, they want to call spatial computing is the next platform, you know, to mm. post a smartphone. I mean, I don't think it's by any means guaranteed that one, Apple will win. And two, even if Apple wins, like with the smartphone market, that Meta will lose, right? So, so it's yeah. neither here nor there. It's big enough. I guess the question here is, you know, we, we talked about a couple of these use cases um, and it's very much a non-event again because these things <laughs> have been replaced in, in, in our day-to-day -day lives and is it really necessary, right? Yeah. But Apple, in, in essence, is a B2C company. Yes. And if we look at this as B2B, or, you know, like, for example, the best use case, honestly, I can see is you buying a house or buying furniture, right? <laughs> and the people that would, have, that would have it would be the people in the store going, hey, you know what? Here, <laughs> take a yeah. look at it, right? Um, but Apple's a B2C company. They're not going to be a B2B company overnight or over one product. Um, and I really think for me is how are they going to make this a large scale where everybody has one in their home? I really, I really have a question on that. Oh, every person Are they going to replace right? the iPhone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or or it might replace like the PlayStation maybe or your TV, mm -hmm. right? Because you you still mm -hmm. kind of need to be somewhere within the confines. 
and, and I think that that's why it's a bit too early to to say what it is, right? If, if it really iterates to be small enough, like the Google Glass, but with the current functionality, then you can go, okay, fine, this is a portable product. It replaces the iPhone, you know, but if it never ever gets to that form factor or you need to lug around a battery, you know, and all that, then maybe it really is more replacement for TV, right? It's it's instead mm. of watching um, EPL on Starhub, you know, you watch it, you, you stream it through your Apple, what do they call it? Vision something, right? Vision and, Pro. Vision Pro, and, and it's yeah. as if you are at Old Trafford on the halfway line in the stands, right? <laughs> and, and I mean that, that that is the coolest use case to me. You know, um, you you it get that. If I mean, or or you're paying, you're playing real football, and the AI or the computer in the Vision Pro is telling you where to run, based on where the ball is. <laughs> That would, actually, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> or or you, you just watch the entire match from like, you know, um, Ronaldo's vantage point. Big one on that, maybe not Ronaldo, but F1. Given that the, you know, a lot of people are into F1 nowadays, yeah. that actually is a very, very good use case. Probably. That, that one confirmed it. DZ, right? <laughs> 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 you, you, you watch yes. the 2D one, sometimes you, you go a bit like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it in 3D, confirmed DZ. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but you know, I'm I'm happy that they've moved and and tried something in this mixed reality headset. They are late to the game, but they usually are late and they try to do it well. Yep. Um, let's see, let's see. I I don't think this is a 12 month thing. I think we're gonna have to revisit this somewhere in 24 months. Yeah. But I do want to state, I do want to state one thing. Right. They have launched something, uh, where it was next year. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. Um, you won't. But on coconuts, I don't know if you remember that. Um, they launched a charging wireless charging pad, and they <laughs> launched it in WWDC or something like this for the next year. That until today has not shown up, and they have removed it from their website. Uh, we've also seen delays on on products. These sort of products being, what, being why um, everybody has wireless charging now. What, why why does it have one? Um, no, it's a three. So it was effectively a one piece, yeah. and you put any any Apple device on it. Whether it be the AirPods, whether it be the phone, whether it be the watch, yeah, yeah, uh, it will just charge. Um, yeah, but it found out that you needed the coils. Or, there was a lot of like um, a lot of issues with it because you need to be at a certain spot for it mm. to charge, and I, I think see. that's the part that Apple was unhappy about. Hmm, interesting. Well, I don't know. I don't I know don't why know. they got pulled out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Uh, well, coconuts. It comes to the end. Hopefully, um, it was another entertaining session and we'd love to find out what you think of the mixed reality headset or the Vision Pro. Or whether you buy it. clearly Nvidia. wants to buy right. one. Or whether, yes. <laughs> will buy, buy one with strike. <laughs> <laughs> if it launches and, next yeah, year. Yeah, technically you can really, like, no problem. La. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. I've been spending money like water last, last few months because <laughs> my, my, my portfolio value looks very nice now. <laughs> wow. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome. Thanks again, Coconuts. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.